HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by you. Go to heritageradionetwork.org donate to become a member today. Welcome to Feast Your Ears. I'm Harry Rosenblum, and I love to talk with people about what they do and how it influences their personal food stories. This is a show about people, life, and food. If you're just tuning in for the first time, all the previous episodes can be found in the archives at heritageradionetwork.org. I'm thankful for listeners like you, and I'd love it if you'd leave me a review wherever you find this podcast. As the year nears its end, please consider a gift to Heritage Radio Network. You can find us online, heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. We produce 35, maybe even more than that now, shows out of a shipping container behind Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick. Uh, most of the hosts, like myself, or in fact all of us, are volunteers, and the station could not exist without you, our listeners. Today's theme, baking is in the blood. I just got back from my yearly pilgrimage to Pittsburgh to see my aunt, Barbara Clayman. We get together every year and make thousands of Christmas cookies to give out for the holidays. What was started by my grandmother probably 60 years ago has become a long-standing family tradition, even for a bunch of Jews and lapsed Jews. We meet for cookie weekend, and we catch up on life, let the cousins and the new generation play, and spend about 36 hours baking. When I was younger, this rotated between different houses. My mother Marilyn, my Aunt Barb, my grandmother Raynor. I remember at about age six, I set out to count how many we'd made, and we easily surpassed 4,000. Since my mother passed away in 2011, we've generally made the drive to Pittsburgh since it's in the middle of where my generation has landed in the country. This year we did 21 varieties of cookie, and we reminisced and laughed until our sides hurt. It's a labor of love and a tradition, and it's a lot of fun, and it's a lot of work. My guests today have an even longer baking history, as their great-grandfather opened the now-famous Zaro's Bakery in New York City in 1927. I like to think my grandmother might have taken some inspiration from them. I'm pleased to welcome Michael, Brian, and Scott Zaro to the show. They're the fourth generation of this iconic New York bakery. Thank Thanks, guys. Thank you, Thank you for having us. us. So uh, let's jump right into it. I mean, it's a fourth generation family business. The three of you all work in the business. Are there other family members as well that still work in the business? Yeah. Uh, well, our father and our uncle own the business. Okay. Um, and the three of us operate the business uh, on a day-to-day basis. Amazing. And your yeah. father and your uncle have worked in it essentially. They've worked in it their since entire day one. lives. Yeah. Wow. 
since they arrived. You know, our father always says, I've been doing this for 40 years. It's your turn to deal with these headaches. <laughs> but he's been saying 40 years for a, a few years now, so I don't know what the timing is. But last time we spoke, he said, I've been doing this for 70 years. I said, but you're 65. Well, you know what? Actually, 40 <laughs> makes sense. It's now, he, he started right before I was born, and I'll be 42. So yeah, it actually, the enough. timing works out. Sure, sure. So, I mean, I, you know, uh, you guys grew up in Armonk uh, in Westchester County, New York. I grew up not far from there uh, in Katona. And to me, Zaro's is like embedded in my brain because anyone who grew up uh, or anyone who lives probably uh, in anywhere north of New York City that rides trains that run out of Grand Central Station has eaten your cookies, your breads, gotten coffee from you guys. I used to, every time I came to the city as a kid, it was always a black and white cookie for the train ride home. Um, you know, that opened in 1977. So was that your, was that your father's kind of doing to, to get that? That was actually our grandfather. Your grandfather. So first of all, much respect for what you do with your aunt every, <laughs> every year. That's like truly <laughs> remarkable, man. Uh, no, so our grandpa had bakeries in the Bronx. Got it. And uh, unfortunately, the the Bronx took a economic economic downturn. Sure, in the, I mean the seventies. Yeah. And he knew he didn't wouldn't have much of a business. And I think he had Summers and Brothers. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Like twenty twenty five bakeries. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. And uh, it was heading south and heading south fast. And yeah. he saw an ad in the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> for for a space in Grand Central Terminal in 1976 and Amazing. took every penny to his name and huh. opened up a store. Our grandmother, who's still with us today, who's 96, um, was the head cashier uh, the first few months at Grand Central. Oh and when they opened the doors, they both kind of looked at each other and they were like, oh my gosh, like we got a hit here. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and then he, 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 he was on to something and he started to open up other bakeries and in, in, in terminals throughout New York City and really started to capture that uh, commuting customer. Um, I mean, it's a it's a great story. And for anybody who knows about sort of New York of the late 70s and about Grand Central Station, that was right when Jackie Onassis was sort of saving Grand Central Station. Grand Central was kind of on the chopping block to be torn down like Penn Station had been. And she started her work to save it right then. So it really is amazing that kind of, you know, the, the Zorro's name has been there with Grand Central kind of through what it is today, which is such an icon. Majestic um, building. Yeah. But I, when I was younger, like, I was scared to go into that place. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 remember wor you. I worked there, and I remember working wow. there weekends when I was a kid, and it was, it was, a, it was a dodgy place. It was scary. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. Val? <laughs> I do remember Val. Yeah. Val was one of the locals in the terminal, and he would always speak to my dad and uncle and... Val was a pop Val. singer. Yeah, he was. Val was a pop singer in the 50s. Amazing. Yeah, who <laughs> fell on hard times, and he uh, he would come to Zaros. Yeah. So um, so you guys are three of five, is that right? Yes. Yes, so that's right. So there are five brothers. Yes. Um, do your other brothers also work in the business? They no, do. they don't. Our, our youngest brother, AJ, lives in Los Angeles. He okay. works in the entertainment industry. Got it. Um, and then our, our brother, Jared, uh, works in the alcohol industry got it beverage industry is that a better way to put it i don't know what you call it now but alcohol. he sells so he sells sake oh and he was in the cool. restaurant industry for years and he's kind of looking to transition to a bit more of a nine to five existence sure yeah it's hard when you're in the beverage industry to do that but, <laughs> we but plug his sake company sure you can. <laughs> go for it i'm so dope i'm jared no <laughs> um well i mean not you know looking talking about let's talk about hours of jobs i mean you guys are in the baking 
business. It starts super early in the morning. It, it does. We've okay. we've made a very active, you know, a couple of years back, and they've experienced it more than I have. I'm the, the, the least ten, tenured out of the bunch, uh, but we were working long, long hours, and I think we made a very aggressive push to surround ourselves with good management team. Sure. Uh, people we could trust and yeah. we could rely on. So we didn't have to work 14, 15 hour days. And right. We haven't been. Uh, they have beautiful kids. Two kids, <laughs> each of them. I've got a beautiful girlfriend there. Tara, if you're listening, I love you. Um, <laughs> wow. And, uh, <laughs> and no, but it's been, it's, it's enabled us to grow. You sure. Know, when, when you're not putting out fires all day. Sure. And it's something we've really, really worked hard on. And we've been successful for the most part in, in accomplishing that goal. So let's take a step back. What are your roles in the business? Um, I'm the CEO of the company. Okay. Um, and I oversee, spend most of my time up at the bakery um, and manage our supermarket business. And you guys have a, a central bakery location in the Bronx now we that do. produces all of the goods. Yeah, on Bruckner Boulevard. We've been there since 1982. Got it. When that when it was still a bad neighborhood. When there. it was still a bad neighborhood, and it's, and it's really that neighborhood's changing overnight. It's unbelievable. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of production. I, know, I mean, I know a lot of people that started out in Brooklyn, yep. right, making pickles or iced coffee or uh, you know other sorts of baked goods, things like that, beverage companies. Um, and I feel like you know Bruckner Boulevard, right? That whole area kind of became this like, oh wait, there's still space in New York that's kind of you know that you can kind of afford that you don't have to go to the. Jersey and you don't have to go to Pennsylvania and you don't have to go, you know. Yeah, no, there's, I mean, there's two apartment buildings next to the bakery that were vacant for, I mean, as long as you can remember. And the last few years they renovated them and now you see hipsters for lack of a better term, (laughs) um, you know, kind of coming and going. And I was leaving the building with our, uh, the bakery with our father the other week and he saw these two young folks come out of the, come out of one of the apartment buildings and he looked at them, he said, do you guys live here? Um, and they said, yes. And he was so dumbfounded by it because he still thinks of the neighborhood, you know, before, before we were uh, on Bruckner, we were in Hunts Point from 68 until 82. So he thinks of those neighborhoods in a very specific way, you know, right. from, from the sixties through the seventies into the eighties and things were, it was rough. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's exciting to see it change. So as CEO, Michael, are you, I mean, are you their baker's hours then? No, we, so our bakery used to work much more baker's hours. Um, I remember my first night at the bakery, I showed up at midnight to work with the bread department and did that for several months. And, and then our bakers used to come in at four o'clock in the morning and they would bake till they were done. Um, but as time went on, kind of realized that our, our breads, for instance, our breads, our, our bakers, the guys who actually bake the breads for the next morning, they work at night, but the production crews no longer work at night. Mm. So our bread is made during the day. Got it. It's 24 hour fermented. It's finished in the evening. It's fermented for 24 hours and baked the following evening. Got it. Um, our most of our production crews, a lot of our product, like cookies, we 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 make giant batches of them. We freeze them raw and then we pull them out and we bake them as needed. So it kind of occurred to me, it doesn't matter when these guys work. They don't have <laughs> sure. to be here at four in the morning. Um, and, and so due to that, we were able to kind of change a lot of the schedules around and and make it a much more manageable business sure and um, i bet the employees like that too. they love it it's been great for the employees no longer having to work overnights or getting it for you know that's that's tough yeah um and so no we've we've been we've a lot of hard work and we've put it put it in the way we think it works best got it so scott what's your role i am the vp of retail uh no i, I i'm at our stores all day got it um i'm an operations guy yeah so and you guys have how many locations in new york 11 11 and uh, we just opened in Harlem 
in on 125th Street between Park and, and Lex. And uh, yeah, I spend my days in the stores with our with our associates, and uh, that's what I do all day. It's great. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So. And so you basically you're bouncing around. Yeah, you're all day, all day, different stores, different, all day. different scene, yeah. different members. I looked at my Apple Watch. I was super proud the other day. I did twenty eight thousand steps in sixteen <laughs> Holy miles. Holy cow! Twenty eight thousand. Twenty eight thousand in sixteen <laughs> miles. And but we've, you know, and they've been just as as, as uh, influential as we really focused on bringing our associate into the fold and making them feel important and empowering them. Um, and that's what we try to do, whether it's the bakery or in catering or um, at our retail stores. And that's what I do all day. Cool. And Brian, what about you? I oversee our retail business development. So it's finding a space that we think is right for the next arrows at like 125th Street. And sure. Getting through a lease, uh, getting through construction, getting the store open, rock and roll, and then on to the next one. So we uh, we opened in Macy's Herald Square early this this past summer. Uh, iconic building. Very happy to be doing business there. Just opened up on 125th and Park, right next to the uh, Metro North stop, which makes a lot of sense for yeah, us. For sure. Uh, well, that yeah. Anybody then who's not getting on in Grand Central, who was buying your stuff there, then can get absolutely exactly. And yeah. like that has very much been the case. Of people sure. have been walking in like, oh my gosh, we're so happy you're here. Yeah. I'm like, where do you live? And like, I live on 86th Street now, and I don't yeah. go back to Grand Central to come uptown. <laughs> or it's someone who lives up in Westchester or Connecticut that comes and in and then works uptown somewhere on the west side of the east side. So sure. it's, it's been a it's been it's been good for us and. We just started construction to go back into Port Authority bus terminal, hmm. um, which is exciting. We left in 2006, and we're coming back. I think it's going to be great. And uh, we're going to be opening up another location in Newark, in downtown Newark, on Broad Street, part of uh, Prudential's project. Uh, let's, let's call it like April of Will that be your first location outside of New York City? We proper? actually have, we have two locations inside Newark Penn Station. Ah, We've okay. been there for for like over 25 years now we've been there for Got a long it. time uh, and Newark is really starting to happen and we, we fully believe in the city and we're excited to be a part of it I mean transit hubs have really worked for you guys yes uh, but this is probably one of the first spaces that's like truly not a transit hub sure. um, but it's I think a, you know, a growing neighborhood that's underserved in terms of what we offer and, and bagels and coffee and it'll, I think it'll be great for the neighborhood now, what's your busiest location <clears throat> Our busiest location, just in terms of dollars, is uh, one of our locations in Penn Station. Okay. I, I'm sitting here like, look, I'm like, I don't know if we can share this. <laughs> um, in one of Are our the competitors yeah, listening? Yeah, one of our locations <laughs> in Penn Station. Got it. And uh, just in terms of dollars. Yeah. But, but in terms of like per square foot, our Grand Central spaces are are, are off the are fantastic. Sure. I mean, they're, they're small. I mean, yeah. one of them is literally like the size of this room. Right. Of course. It's yeah. not easy to operate, and, and right. the people that do it are fantastic, and we pump some volume out of those. That's awesome. And I mean, do you see like between sweet and savory, right? I mean, obviously, I mean, it, it's more complicated than that. But like between sweet and savory, is there one that outpaces the other completely or is it seasonal a bagel and cream cheese is the number one item <laughs> they sell every week <laughs> hands down and then you'll have like butter somewhere a little ways below that but our, for us i guess a savory bagel and cream cheese is always going to be the winner got it um black and whites have been climbing mm -hmm. up and yeah. up and seem to be growing you know the pretzel well, 
we'll do 8,500 bagels with cream cheese, but I think last week we did almost 5,000 black and white cookies, which is heading in the right direction. Um, the pretzel, we actually started twisting and uh, lie dipping pretzels. Oh, wow. And they're, they're amazing. They're um, fantastic. I'm not, without, I'm, I mean, I'm totally biased, but without being biased, they are phenomenal. Um, <laughs> no, they that's are. My, that's, my, that's can, my weak spot. Yes. Every day I have like half a pretzel. I can't help myself. Our family loves pretzels, and that pretzel is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> and every week that's an item that just keeps kind of climbing up. So it's, you know, it's exciting. Awesome. Are there things that the bakery used to make? that perhaps an older clientele would know that have kind of been cut from the lineup because younger people or newer customers aren't interested in? Yes. I would say a bunch of the breads have unfortunately mm. phased out, you know, like uh, the corn rye. corn rye, pumpernickel, um, garlic rot. I'm sorry, onion rye. Like, I loved our onion rye. We had a lot of onion pocket requests. Yeah, too. but the four or five that we sold every day Correct. didn't really make sense <laughs> to produce anymore. Sure. Um, I used to buy five a week. There, there is the the, the chocolate the cigar. Yeah. Yeah. The infamous, <laughs> the the, probably the most infamous product is the prune Danish. Oh. Which, which we, we still, make. still make. I think we'd have <laughs> some very unhappy customers if we removed the prune Danish. But it is like hands down the slowest selling item that we sell in our entire chain. <laughs> well, hopefully people are hearing this. And they're thinking, oh, I would love a prune Danish. Well, we've, been, we've been talking a lot about it. And we're going, you know, there's all these kind of old school things that are coming back into becoming in vogue again. And we're like, yeah. why not the prune Danish? Maybe the prune Danish yeah. is the next, you know, <laughs> right. bakery phenom. But I'm, 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 we're not going to hold out hope. Um, we're going to take a short break and hear from one of our sponsors. And when we come back, I want to talk about some of the newer things you guys are working on. You have an app that you recently launched um, and also your Hala collaboration. This episode is brought to you by you. Heritage Radio Network makes your favorite food podcasts. And now we need you to lend your voice to our community and show your support of food radio. Become a member today. HRN releases 35 weekly shows each week and is a globally respected voice in food media. But believe it or not, we're still a very small grassroots organization. HRN is powered by a small but mighty staff of four people and HRN's incredible hosts who volunteer their time to bring you the best food podcasts out there. Our hosts are experts in their field, whether it's food writing, mixology, culinary history, craft beer, LGBTQ issues, and so much more. And they're committed to making sure that the stories that matter to you keep coming each week. We believe that a thoughtful, committed group can change the world. So join us. Add your voice and support HRN by making a donation of any amount. Go to heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Well, 
Welcome back to Feast Your Ears. I'm Harry Rosenblum, and my guests today are Michael, Brian, and Scott Zaro of the famous Zaro's Bakery here in uh, in New York City. Before the break, we were talking about some of the, the old school things. If you're looking for pumpernickel from Zaro's, uh, you're probably not going to find it. But if you want to prune Danish, it's still, still available. Um, so you guys have launched a couple of what I think of as kind of some innovative things, right? And I mean, baking and the bakery world is very analog or almost Luddite, right? I mean, you've got to let the dough for real bread, you've got to let it rise for 24 hours. In a world that moves faster and faster, that's something that kind of has to be slow. Um, but you've recently launched an app. So I'd love to understand about that and about how that is being, uh, you know, how that's been received um, by customers. So we our, our app that we've launched is a, it's a mobile um, uh, paying option. So you can pay with your phone, like very similar to Apple Pay. Um, has information about Zaros, about the location, stores, hours. Um, it's been received well. I'm surprised, and then we can't we can't seem to like crack the puzzle. Or is that the right way to say it? The code. The code. Sorry, I'm bad at phrases. <laughs> I screw them up all the time. Uh, you would think we'd have many more customers on our app in terms of how frequent people like how. You know, there are certain, many of our customers are in our store every single day, five times a week. And sure. you would think like, hey, I can download something onto my phone and pay and get loyalty for every 10 visits. I get a free visit. Like, who wouldn't do it? Sure. Um, but right now where we're at in terms of, of, of our app users to our overall customers in our, in our stores weekly, it's rather small. Hmm. Um, it's still an initiative that we're going to continue to push. It's the future. It's, you know, yeah, for it's, sure. It's, 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 it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Eventually, we'll we'll introduce mobile order ahead. So when you're on your train, you know, coming from White Plains into Grand Central, you'll order your bagel and your cream cheese, and you're going to walk into the store, and you're going to grab it, and you're going to walk out. Right. Um, and it's what's interesting is feedback that we have gotten from customers when we discuss mobile order ahead is you guys are so fast to begin with. <laughs> I don't really need to order my bagel and cream cheese on the train. Like I know I'm going to be in and out of your shop in in two minutes. Sure. Um, so there's no need. Right. Uh, but but it's something that will hopefully like I would say you know end of next year, yeah. um, fully functional in all of our locations. Cool. Awesome. And then um, the Hala collaboration I find to be super cool. Um, so you guys are doing kind of limited edition breads as collaborations with restaurants, right? Yes. And restaurants and and chefs around the city. Yes, we are. Um, we, you know, we, we've always wanted to partner with other uh, restaurants and chefs. And as we were developing these relationships, we were talking about which product is the product we should do. And we thought the Hala, it's so iconic. And it's turned out to be such a great vehicle um, for other people's ingredients. I mean, with uh, Lamita, we did coffee and, and fried quinoa on top and then covered it in vanilla icing. And it, and the bread just tastes so amazing, but it still allows the ingredients to come through, and it's it's been uh, it's been pretty cool. And how has that been received on a production end? Because you're kind of throwing this different thing at your at your bakers. Um, it's been really tough on the production team, but I will say they've been um, they've been really excited about it. So cool. a, a woman named Khadija runs our bread department, and Khadija's loved doing it. It's been fresh and exciting for her, and kind of breaks the the day to day operation of you know making challah, making sourdough, making rye bread. Um, and, and so it's it's been fun. And I think the whole production team felt that. Awesome. And you guys ship breads as well? 
We don't now. You don't. Uh, we okay. will be soon. We're we're going to be setting up with Gold Belly in okay. the next few weeks. Got it. Um, and you'll be able to order hala on Gold Belly. Awesome. Hala, Ruggala, black and whites, like a few cakes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and is the you know I mean I it, it, I assume that since the three of you are kind of the you know the the current generation, um, what are your goals for the company? Are your is your goal to expand within New York City? Is your goal to expand cross country? Like where are you guys headed? I would I'd actually be sure I'll answer that. But I think uh, our goal is to grow the <laughs> grow the company across the country. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Absolutely. through our you know we've we've been really fortunate. Our, we've our our family, our grandfather, our father, our uncle. Um, did this amazing job and got us these, you know, amazing leases in Grand Central and Penn Station. And, and due to that, we're fairly well known in places that we don't often think we were known. We right. have significant um, exposure. Yeah. And we, um, and we've grown some, we're doing some wholesale business with a few different supermarket chains today. And that's been really well received. It's all Zaro's brand product. We're not just making a bread that they kind of put their label on and, um, and uh, that's all right now going as far down as Florida, as far up as Maine, as far west as Dallas. Oh, wow. Um, we're doing a lot a of lot business of in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, where people are buying Zaro's, you know, baked goods. And yeah. it's, it's pretty exciting. And we've seen we've received one or two fantastic emails. And please, like, jump in to, to like, if I'm missing anything in the story. So we sell product at a Harris Teeter. Oh. Um, and we received an email from a customer who's mother or father were at our great uncle's wedding and like that getting to see our black and white cookies on the shelf in North Carolina it like brought back these memories you know of their parents and I was like oh my god and we emailed we forwarded it over to like our existing you know, our cousins that are still around and we were like you gotta check out this message like do you remember these people and he wrote back he's like I do I do <laughs> well they connected so yeah. our great aunt yeah. Edith actually connected with this woman who was at her wedding who she hadn't spoken to probably since her wedding in the 30s I don't know whatever 40s whatever it was um, it's unbelievable and we do we've been getting really positive right. feedback you know both from you know Harris Teeter is a great example they're, they're going down as far almost to Florida as far as Florida and we're hearing from a lot of ex-New Yorkers it's so great to be able to buy your hala and your rugola um, you know you can't get these kind of things here and, and so it's uh, also known as arugula for people that can't <laughs> pronunciate rugola like arugula <laughs> a salad you know? oh I thought arugula was just yeah. one you just go order I'd like yeah. arugula yeah arugula <laughs> Um, that's great. And I, you know, the, the, I think the finding those things in more places as that becomes more possible, um, I mean, it opens up a huge market for you guys, right? I mean, Grand Central, like you said, the visibility of that, mm -hmm. anyone who comes to New York city on vacation to see New York is going to walk through Grand Central station, right? Yes. And they're going to walk, you guys have four locations within, three. right? Three. So, I mean, it's nearly impossible to walk through that building without going past one of your locations. So I think that everybody's at least seen the name, right? Um, yeah. So I want to go back for a second to the Hala collaboration. How are you making the connections with the chefs that you're working with? I mean, it's very disparate, right? You've worked with Winsun with Trig, and you have done stuff that's more like on the sweet dessert side. Um, you know, how are you creating those collaborations are they people who are customers are they coming to you or are you reaching out to them we um thankfully we work with a really great creative team a company called mona creative uh, and mona has really helped us to develop the relationships great. based on our goals and where we were hoping to go um yeah and so you know we're doing winson jock torres 
um, we got to meet Jock Torres, which was really fun. Um, and, and that hollow uh, is fantastic. And the hollow is amazing. It's a hollow covered with cocoa nibs and covered in his dark chocolate. I mean, it's like it's out of this world. Um, and no, so we've been we've been very lucky. Um, and do you, so that is a program, and so those are available for just a couple of weeks at a time, right? One, one week at a time. So mm-hmm. they're they're available from Tuesdays to Sundays. Um, we uh, this tomorrow we're launching our partnership with Seed and Mill. We're doing a tahini and date paste challah, Ooh, yum. and it's really good. Um, and uh, so that will go from tomorrow till Sunday. And, and then are those actually, available at all of your locations then? If people all are looking of our for them? locations except Parkchester in the Bronx. Okay. And as I'm saying that out loud, it feels bad. So maybe we'll fix that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so so um, it's for seven days. And then we're going to take a break through Christmas and the New Year. And we're going to pick it up again after uh, with five more collaborations. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Um, and then any other collaborations with other kinds of products coming up? Or just sticking to the holla for now? I think we'll finish this first roundup. And then we'll take a good look at it and see how we've done. And uh, it's been a lot of fun for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we definitely would like to do more. Hopefully we can find others to do them with. And I think the next round we'll look at black and white cookies or, you know, Ruggler or something. One of our classic items and having people put their spin on it is sort of the aim. Which is interesting. Just like taking off of that classic point. We've launched new products over the last four or five years. We're like, we've sat down and tasted this new chocolate cake. And we're like, oh my God, this thing's going to like rise right to the top. It's going to be the best selling cake. And we sell like three. And it right. makes no sense. Um, but we seem to have like kind of caught on to something with taking our existing classic products yeah. and giving it a little twist. You know, and it started with our black and white and putting chocolate chip. Uh, chocolate chips in the the dough of the black and white, and it's it's been very successful. Uh, and this hollow collaboration has been ze- very successful. Um, so I think it's it's it will to kind of answer your question. Yeah. Yes, I think we'll continue down this path cool. of taking the classics and just a little little touch. That's awesome. Um, growing up, did you guys want to work in the bakery? Or was it like you had to as a kid? And then like I'm just wondering about how you know, like Michael, did you? always know like this is it i'm on this path because i grew up a zaro no who I, wants to take the stab at that one I'll first I'm, I'm oldest so i'll go first yeah. and we can go down the line but um i mean i worked there in weekends and i worked there i think it was my sophomore year of college for the summer and i declared at the end of that summer um, i believe i said it to my father's face i will never work for you at the bakery um, and I managed to not do that for about 12 years of my professional life. And then it was at a crossroads and sort of kind of like this big thing looking at me going, how do I not give this a chance? And, yeah. um, that was 10 years ago in January. So wow. yeah, we were, and, and I, I mean, I think for all of us, our father, our grandfather as well, wanted us to go off and do something different, explore different avenues, you know, try your own thing. Don't make this you know, don't let this define who you are and what you have to do. Sure. Become a doctor. Um, yeah, become a, be a lawyer, be a doctor. <laughs> be a lawyer. Um, not that any of our grandparents speak like that, but um, but uh, yeah, and I think for them, uh, you know, I think our grandfather, this was his baby, but you know, he, I think he thought of this business as the kind of thing that he worked his butt off to give us something better, whatever that meant, yeah. and it wasn't that. And I think our father also kind of saw the same way. Like I, I'm grinding away in the bakery here so you guys can go be lawyers and doctors and and uh and then lo and behold we all ended up in the bakery business (laughs) 
What about you, Brian? So I, in, during, my, during the college years, I don't think I ever thought I would work at the bakery full-time. You know, during high school, during college, summer breaks, and work in the retail stores, work at the factory, you know, whatever, whatever they needed me to do. Drive a truck, that was scary for the people on the road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then left college, worked elsewhere for about two years, and then just had this, like, itch and this, this desire to get, to get into it, and... Where, what I've been doing for what we've been doing for the last uh, oh God, it's like 13, 14 years now and I don't know I couldn't see I couldn't see myself doing anything else at this point sure I love what I do yeah love get to work with my brothers and our family and it's our names on it and there's and now you know, the fifth generation right you guys have kids so maybe, yeah. maybe the fifth generation on its way we'll see yeah, yeah. We'll see. Unless you want them to be lawyers and Exa- doctors. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> or, or, you know, tech startup founders. Yeah. I think Ben's going to be an artist. You know? No, no. My, my son has already declared he's going to be a baker and a racer. Ooh. That's an amazing... Uh, this is his, this is his vision right now right. for his life. You a know. racer. Yeah. Seven years old, he's... I can see a Zaro's branded, like, NASCAR. Yeah. Oh, I would <laughs> love that. Oh, that'd be cool. Half black, black half white. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> Um, and what about you, Scott? I was I had an interesting path. It's funny. I remember Brian and I was I think I was 24, 23, 24. He and I was I was a stubborn young buck, as they say. I'm still a little stubborn, <laughs> admittedly, but uh, you're still a young buck. Yeah, <laughs> getting older though. He he pulled me aside. I was working at Pen4, and he's like, "You are not happy. Go find something you want to do." Um, and I worked in finance for two years, very briefly. Left, uh, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, and I'm, I'm not the type to sit, sit at home and sit around. I don't enjoy that, so I went up and worked with Michael and, and my dad, and worked in wholesale for a little, and then I uh, found my calling working at retail with our people. Cool. And uh, the, it's it's it, like Brian said, working with my brothers every day is great. There are definitely challenges. I think we all. All right, no challenges. Excuse me. None. Um, <laughs> it's a dream. No, it's wonderful. We love we love the the challenge and the opportunity that that um, to to really grow this business, like Mike said, and, and become a national brand. So yeah, amazing. So uh, I understand there's a story about a former candidate for vice president coming uh, to uh, Grand Central. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's been a while now. Um, for right. the previous race, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. So we. I forget whose idea it was, but we had taken our black and white cookies, and at the time there were the printers, the rice printers. Sure. And we were printing the presidential candidates oh. um, on top of the cookies. So sure. it was Obama Biden, and it was McCain Palin. Yep. And I literally was, I was in our store near track 34, and I'm standing there, and this a woman, I don't know her name, walked in and said, I would like to buy the rest of your Sarah Palin cookies. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh. She bought them all. Down. It was like six to eight that were left at the time. Yeah. She walks out of the store. There's a garbage can <laughs> that's all of five feet. They, it's no longer there. Directly in front of the And store, yeah. walks it, opens the bag, dumps the cookies in the garbage, and just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's voting with your dollar. Yes. Right? Yes, it, it is. It was amazing. But those cookies created quite a stir. Yeah. Have you guys done that since we for did a political Biden cookie. stuff? We did a Joe we did Biden a, cookie. We did a Biden cookie I think what on was that for? President's Day last year. Yeah, it didn't really create much of a stir. No, it wasn't really. I thought it would. I think didn't we were. Know. Yeah, we were trying to make a political statement. 
didn't work. No, it didn't. It wasn't much of a statement. Well, well it, it seems like next year will be rife for... Oh, oh uh, yes, it will. Yes, yes, you know, yes, A lot yes, of opportunity yes. for political uh, statements. So uh, I think uh, a lot a lot to be done there. Well, I thank you guys. It's been really awesome. So people can find you online at zero.com. No S. Correct. Correct. Um, and where can they follow on social media? Zaro's Family Bakery. Uh, Instagram. Um, Facebook. No Twitter. No Twitter. That's it. And download the app if you're a yes. regular yes. customer. Yes. Down, yeah. If you download the yes. app, you get a free bagel with schmear on your first purchase. It makes total sense if you come into our Lo- store all the time. Loyalty program. You'll save some <laughs> yeah. money over time. Find out about new ongoing products. It's just it's a great way to stay connected, and uh, it's the future of Zaros. Awesome. Thank you, guys. It's been a real pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having us. Thanks for listening to Feast Your Ears today. You can find Feast Your Ears as well as lots of other great shows at HeritageRadioNetwork.org on iTunes. Tunes, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, please reach out to me if you have any questions. You can reach me via email, harry at thebrooklynkitchen.com. You can follow me on Instagram at thefoodballer. And I will talk to you in a couple of weeks because this is the last episode of this season, and I will be back in January. Have a great holiday, everybody. This program is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.